Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the GH Report, breaking down everything that's been happening this week on General Hospital, airing 2 p.m. Pacific time there on ABC. I'm Frank Moran. And I'm Carla Renato. What's up, y'all? Not much, Carla. Uh, but... Not much, not much. I guess we'll, we'll include everybody else in this conversation. Uh, but speaking of that, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and the chat is up and running. So all you folks can hop in there and share all your thoughts about anything that's been going on this week in General Hospital. Pretty much, yes. I and mean, we're talking about Joe Costanzo, Nicole Damico, Damico, I think it's Damico, Jerry Jacks, Tom Cliff, Loretta Johnson, Marlon Wallace, um, Susan Russo, and DT Durr. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. How y'all doing? What's up? Let's talk to Look General at Hospital. <laughs> oh, my word. How exciting. Uh, folks, we'll break down everything in the, the detail that you crave. But before we do that, Carla, what did you think of this week overall? It was tired. It was a tired, <laughs> tired week. And that flashback at the end with the Kiki situation, I was like, really, of all the flashbacks y'all want to show, that's the one you want to show? Griffin finding out Kiki. I'm like, uh-uh. I was not there for any of that. None of that. I was like, what is happening right now? I don't understand. You know, I, I worry because if this is just a, a a sample of what GH has in mind for their flashbacks, for whenever flashbacks may become a regular part of the rotation, uh, they, they've chose pretty much like four clunkers for these flashback Fridays. <laughs> so it's just like, I, it doesn't give me much hope that when they have to rely more on that, they're really going to give us like fun weeks to watch. I know they should have took my advice and show some of them nurses balls. I'm telling you people would, excuse me, people would have been down for the nurses ball. And now we see that they're talking about the nurses ball. So the question lies, are we actually going to, you know, see anything about the, are we actually going to see a nurses ball? Is it going to be a virtual situation happening? Like, how's that going to go down? Because now they're starting to actually talk about it. So I was yeah. like, hmm, let's see how uh, that goes true. down. I mean, because we always know that Nurses Ball is a, a May sort of thing. And now we're, uh, if we get through May and we don't see it at all, and we start then going into some sort of reruns, flashbacks, whatever. Uh, do you mind if when they get back to actual production, say, if we start seeing new episodes in September, October, would you want to see the Nurses Ball be shown then? Or you're like, uh, wait till next May, and let's always have it in May like we usually do. I mean, if they're able to do it and it looks halfway decent, I'm I'm down for the nurses' ball because the nurses' ball always has some good comedy in it. So I'm always down for a nurses' ball. Don't matter to me what time of the year they do it, but they would always do it in May to coincide with Heart Health Month. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if there's another month in the year in the calendar year that deals with with heart issues. But if they can figure that out, I'm 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 there for that. I would be there for that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, well, I I will just uh, get into it. It's like you know, as much as I love the Davis women, 
and I know you've got your feelings about the Davis women. I, I found that uh, argument tiresome, except the only part I liked is when Christine laid into Sam. That's the only part I liked. <laughs> of course, because you don't like Sam. But this is what I, <laughs> you don't like Sam. This is what I liked about it. I liked the fact that Christina, yeah, Christina was all about supporting Molly until they, it was almost like every one of them at some point was all about supporting the other until they hit a nerve about the one thing that they were messed up about. You know, like with Christina, it was dawn of day. With Molly, it's the fact that she's only been with one person and now she just slept with Brando. And with Sam, it's the fact that, you know, Sam and Jason are having, are kind of on the skids at the moment. But I do like how it ended with them saying, with, um, with the accusation being brought up that Christina was, or Sam was really mad at Christina because she blames Christina for what's happening to her and Jason, which yeah. I had never even thought about that. That actually makes a whole lot of sense because she is the reason. If she hadn't been running after Shiloh, trying to keep him away from Christina, then she wouldn't have had to kill him. She wouldn't have had to go to jail. She wouldn't be, you know, she wouldn't have had to be separated from Jason. Like all of that stuff was a domino effect of her trying to protect Christina. So but, I was like, yeah. did they go there? And they all got issues. Like now you see up until this moment, I was like, really? These are Alexis's kids? Because none of them actually exuded any type of Alex Alexis-ish behavior. Like you would see glimpses of it but nothing that really made you believe that these were Alexis's kids. But that episode and that moment, you saw that they all had issues, including her. So you're like, oh, well, the apple don't fall too far from the tree in this situation. So, okay. <laughs> all right. I will say, though, that, you know, I, certainly Christina did get involved with Donna Day. And, and part of a uh, part of Sam's deal with Donna Day was because Christina was in there. But also Shiloh had then that whole thing way before then where he got that that newspaper to the the nursing home that got uh from that the other person that was working at donna day that was setting that up so that was all separate and apart from christina so i mean shiloh was already looking to screw around with sam separate and above so she already had her eyes on shiloh as somebody she needed to deal with it just so happened to be that christina was part of it too so i don't think she can completely blame this all on christina no, I mean, she can't completely blame her, but as long as they was like slinging blame around the room, it's very understandable that she would blame her under those circumstances. Like, I was like, oh, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, that was that was a thing. And then how all of them were all up in the Kool-Aid as far as Brando was concerned. And then let's just talk about Brando for a minute. How about Brando was all set to go back to Chicago? Brandon couldn't stand being in Port Charles. He wanted nothing better than to get out of Port Charles. Actually, he felt like he was inconvenienced by being in Port Charles. Now he got his little body shop. He didn't knock boots with some with little Miss Molly. And now he feel like he needs to hang around in Port Charles to try to see if he can, you know, get him some more Molly. I'm like, you know what, boy? go sit down and have several seats over in a corner somewhere. That is going to be nothing but drama. I promise you. It's, you know, I mean, I guess it's going to be the Molly thing is going to, is going to be part of the Brando thing. But I also did like his conversation with Sonny where he said that, you know, I, I resented at first not having a choice being said that I had to stay here. But now that I've had a little chance to kind of soak it in, I realize what an incredible opportunity I've got right now. So 
yeah, let me see what I can do right here for a little bit. So I respected Brando also saying that for whatever Molly may involve in part of this, but also realizing, hey, I've got my own shop, cool city, nice people. Okay, if I can make the choice, I will choose to stay here. Look, we all know he's trying to stay so he can knock boots with Molly one more time. I don't know what my little Miss Molly did to him, but he is twisted. He is so twisted. His nose is so wide open. He can't see the forest for the trees. I'm like, what did she do? But somebody who's supposed to be so repressed and prudish, she sure got him. She got him where he can't see the forest for the trees. It's hilarious. I'm loving this. I'm loving how this is all going to turn out. I, I really do like am. the awkward conversation between Jason and Brando, where Brando's oh. like, oh, yeah. This is why uh, Sam and Molly, uh, Sam and Christina don't like me. And it's, oh, you know, I feel like in the soap opera world, they because they need to always kind of push it and make the tension a little too much. They have people ask questions that you normally wouldn't in that conversation. Because he's wanting to know. And so, so Sam, so exactly why did Sam come to the garage? Like, oh. No, that was funny as hell. Because he was like, yeah, you know, and Sam came through here and he was like, yeah. I was like, it, it was it was the double take. It was the Sam. I was like, no, no, y'all are not doing that to me this week. It was funny. It was really funny. It was uh, funny. I, I feel like I need to have Brando like also have some sort of uh, friendship with somebody else because all he does is he's just he's either at the boxing club or I guess picking up food at Charlie's and then pining over Molly. You know, look. I'm just like, this boy, he's doing way too much, especially when it comes to Molly. But I'm glad you brought up Charlie's because how awkward and bad and terrible and everything not lovely was that scene between Neil and Julian? Oh, yeah. That was so bad. I was like, what is happening right now? They could have kept that on the cutting room floor. That was terrible. Well, it's just, I feel like Julian is act. I mean, he is overstepping his so much in that in that whole situation, presuming many things that, that didn't fall the way that Julian thinks that they did. The fact that like Neil was using Alexis, that he manipulated Alexis into doing all this. I mean, I don't care about hearing that, nor do I care about the real reality of it, where I have to hear Alexis and Julian talk about who would have thought it would have ended up at the same opera in the same city, sitting right next to each other. So either side of it, I don't care about. So I, I feel like we got to do something else, guys. We got to do something else with these people. And how about, okay, so then how, yeah, that, that was horrible. And then there was, <laughs> this is what I also love. I, the chick that plays Ava, I have said numerous times on the show, I adore her because she is fantabulous with a big old capital fantabulous. But that scene that she had with Nicholas where she says, oh, didn't you notice that you got some mail here? Did you notice that letter on top? Don't you don't you recognize the handwriting? He's like, oh, it's from Spencer. And then he goes to open it. He's like, and she's like, well, what did he say? Don't keep me in suspense. And then he's like, yeah. So Spencer said that he would come home, but that you had to go and then call her a turncoat. Spencer called her a turncoat in the letter. I was like, now, is this some kind of trick or did Nicholas send that letter to himself? Like, yeah. I just, you know what I mean? I felt like as I was watching that, I felt like turncoat is not a terminology I could see 
Spencer's saying. Like, really? I just I don't know. Yeah, not I turncoat. Yes, no. totally. No, I can totally I just, see Spencer saying that. I don't see. I see him probably saying something else, but not turncoat. And I was just like, I don't know about this. And so then she's like, oh, well, you know, I know you do anything for your son. And then she goes, she flipped on a dime. She went from being all empathetic about him getting his son back to, so what What do, I still get something out of this though, right? <laughs> Ava was like, I'm glad you reunite with your son. I'm glad everything is good in the hood, but I'm going to need you to give me a little payback money to get up out of, you know, out of your life. Like I'm going to need you to break off a little Cassidine, you know, fortune action so that I can go shopping and do some things. But I love how it started out with her, with her having a moment about this tree to my, oh, it's blocking my view. Miss Thing, you don't, you ain't got the deed to the house. You can't be telling people to cut down trees. <laughs> what, what are you doing? That would be, that would be like, coming to stay with somebody that would be like coming to, to be a guest and then telling the landscapers how you want them to trim a hedge or something and it ain't your hedge to trim it's uh i would think i would think being in a relationship with ava would be challenging to say the least because i feel like every moment there is a uh, ava she wants a, she, like with nicholas she was compassionate about this letter from spencer that was fantastic. Right. And had Nicholas showed any sort of compassion or just warmth of spirit towards Ava as they're talking about this, I think Ava would have been, I think she still wants to get her, her, her money, but it wouldn't have been just immediately like, nope, or just like this, where like, oh man, Ava will, she just plays that, she can get wounded so easily and then just flip just like that. You're right, but I think that Nicholas, out of all the people we've seen her paired up with, I think Nicholas is the the person that is he he he's the one that kind of calls her on her stuff and doesn't let her get away with it. And she's she's taken aback by that, but she's also kind of attracted to it all at the same time. You can see it on her face. So I'm like, I don't think that that little union is going anywhere anytime soon. Do you? I. I would hope not, but I also feel like I need to see a little bit more compassion from Nicholas's side because I feel like, uh, man, every time that he sees her, what you know, at the hospital or in the elevator, he's always like, "I need you to get away from me right now." <laughs> I'm like, geez, dude, geez, dude. All right, I mean, I know this this marriage didn't start on the best foot, but holy cow, you know, she's being very kind and compassionate, and you're like, you gotta get away from me. Right I know now. he's very brooding and it's kind of annoying, but I I feel like they are about to, I feel like something really hot is about to go down with the two of them because they're just too, <laughs> they're just too, too cool for school. They just got way too much going on between the two of them. Um, another thing that caught my eye was <laughs> Brooklyn socking Sasha in the face. Now, was she trying to hit Chase? and accidentally hit Sasha because at some point they're like oh she hit him by mistake I'm, I'm like it didn't look like it was by mistake and Chase didn't look like he thought it was by mistake and then a very good point was brought up by Willow Willow's like oh so Chase was there so how come you brought her to the hospital how come Chase didn't bring her and that was after 
Finn had said to Willow, you know what? Cut him some slack. He's stupid. <laughs> Basically, Finn was like, my brother's an idiot. Just cut him some slack. And then Sasha and Michael show up at the hospital. And now Willow's like this with one eye open going, something ain't smelling right. Well, because I, I feel like the way that Finn was talking to her, I thought that Finn had assumed that Chase had talked to her already. And that she was, she knew the truth, but was still mad and just like, I need some time to kind of figure it all out. But so they never had that next step in the conversation where he could say like, oh yeah, yeah. He, he feels terrible about faking, about breaking up with you and being with Willa. All right, Sasha. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. come on guys, come on. Let's just, <laughs> but we can't, we gotta, we gotta have the two of them get married. Uh, like, you think Will, You think Willow's really gonna marry Michael? Well, I mean, when I saw that preview for, for Monday, we're like, uh, as long as you're fine being married to someone who will never love you. I'm <laughs> like, uh, all right, cool. That's a sure. All right. I, I mean, knowing how the soaps are, of course, it's going to start off like that. And then it's not going to be like that. They're going to fall for each other at some point. Well, Jerry Jackson, the chat room is predicting that Chase and Brooklyn are going to end up getting together. Where does that leave Sasha? She gonna be out in the cold. <laughs> I know. I because yeah. if Chase and Brooklyn get together, and then Willow ends up marrying Michael, ain't nobody left for Sasha, unless she, unless she hooks up with, with the villain of the moment. <laughs> well, uh, and I, I mean, can't see that happening because that's just way too nasty. I just. Well, I mean, I, I could think the only other person I could see on the campus would be like Dustin, if you wanted to kind of break her up, break him up from Lulu. Nah, I don't see that. That's just too Ken and Barbie for me. Mm, yeah, it's a little too Ken and Barbie. I'm like, uh, and they don't, they wouldn't seemingly have anything in common. But what I, one of the things I did love about this episode was that on more than one occasion, as they infiltrated those flashbacks within the episode you got to see them verbally talk out some things that happened in the past, like the conversation that half happened with Franco and Liz when she sees that he gets the invitation for the, the art thing. And she's like, why won't people let you, you know, get past your past? Like, why do people keep bringing this up? And then, you know, he shares about the producer from the documentary that didn't die wanting to finish it off and wanting to talk to him about it. So but there's this whole conversation that happens between him and Elizabeth and him and Ava about all of that stuff that's happened where they kind of just bring it around full circle to where we are right now. And I think for people that may be new fans of General Hospital or that didn't have the opportunity to watch while all those things were going on, it was a great way to bring them up to speed. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, (laughs) that conversation between Elizabeth and Franco, it's just like, all right where he just dismisses, well, you're not really an artist. You, you don't understand my pain that I'm going through. Like, uh, I just see him watching Elizabeth just like shut down, like, okay, there we go. You better get going, buddy. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. But, but I like how it was that, because I mean, of the time that we've seen them together, I mean, they, they've had their heated moments, whether it's, you know, because he was pretending to uh, be the murderer, because Jordan was kind of forcing him into it. Some heated moments there, but this was just a conversation between the two of them. That one person spoke poorly in the moment. Uh, so, which happens in real life with any other couple. But 
man, it, it, afterwards, like talking with, uh, with uh, Elizabeth was talking with Nicholas, it made it seem like, I don't know if this relationship can continue. What are we, what are we doing? Like what? It was just one, it was one, and it was one moment. And now we're questioning whether this relationship can, can still maintain itself. I know it's a lot. Let me flip back one second. They were saying, when I was saying, who could Sasha hook up with? Michael B is like, oh, Sasha and Brando. I could see Sasha and Brando more than I could see Sasha and Dustin. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah give, okay, give Michael Brando. B, thumbs up on that one. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was, do that, do that. <laughs> yeah, that I'll be done with um, some Brando action. Yeah, so let me see, what else did I see that, that I hopped in? What, what was a favorite moment of the week for you? Nothing, <laughs> nothing was. You know you, like, you know you like the Davis women, stop playing. Oh, that so was you just, like that. Anytime that Sam can get rid of the riot act to her, I was fine. I was like, <laughs> all right, Christina, just lay into her. Don't apologize for it. Boom, just go. Uh, you know, I mean, we get, uh, we get Cyrus hanging out with Carly and, and Laura over at the Metro Court saying, hey, I got a big party happening. That was so yeah. icky. I don't know. That actor is really good because every time he hits the screen, I just feel the need to go take a shower. Like it's just, ugh. he's just so icky and so creepy and so just yuck. He's so yucky. I would love to see what his audition was for that role. I would love to see that. Because if it was an eighth, of what he is doing on that show on a daily basis, you could totally see why he got the part because he's just the worst. But he does his character really well. Like he does his, I say all of that to say that I like him as an actor on the show. I just, that character, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I just, I'm going to be really curious because I feel like he had mentioned this party means that this is, they're setting this up to have something go down at this party. You're going to see it. You're going to see things going down. But yet nobody wants to go to this party. So I'm wondering, how how are you going to actually get people to come to pull off whatever things you want to have happen at this party? Because nobody nobody wants to go. Look, maybe they'll do a Zoom party. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to one of those lately? No. Nope. You haven't I, been to a Zoom party? Oh, my God. I, I have done zero socializing with anybody else other than the GH Report. They are the most awkward things ever they're awkward they're so awkward it's like because when you're at a part when you're physically at a party if you go to a conversation in a corner of a room and that's not really a good conversation fit for you you can kind of just float around to the other side of the room or go outside on the patio you know or go to some other section uh, where the party is being held <laughs> when you're on a zoom party and the conversation gets awkward there's no place to go <laughs> <laughs> You just kind of hear. It's like, you know, and I've seen people, I've seen people, and I've done this too. I've seen people be in a Zoom party where they just kind of ease on out. Like they, most people are like, hey guys, I hate to interrupt, but I got to go. Nice seeing you. Bye. And everybody goes, bye. And then they click off. I've seen people slide up out of there like somebody slides into a DM. It's hilarious. They just kind of leave. And then you hear everybody going, does so-and-so leave? Where are they? I don't see them. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, Carla, I, the one thing I'm thinking about this, you're incredibly popular, which I already knew. No, uh, I'm not popular. No, I'm not popular. Don't yeah, even, you are. No, yeah, you no, are. 
no. Nobody's I'm invited not. me to Zoom parties. No, I'm not. Okay. These are really old friends of mine that don't even live, some of them don't even live in the country, but that I haven't seen physically seen them in a long time. So they just wanted to, you know, talk. But yeah, so there was that. But I'm going to get back to General Hospital. Let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> but look at that. It's, see, but your Zoom party, seeing how awkward that is, do you really want to see like GH kind of like, hey, let's play it real. And we're just I do. Because... I do because on a soap opera, there's always these awkward moments. On a soap opera, if they were able to shoot, the awkward moment would be when you see somebody lurking in the shadows around the corner, right? This yeah. way, the awkward moment would be on the screen because they could just like, you know, do something crazy with their face or they could put the two screens together and have them looking at like the technology can have them do all kinds, get creative and do all kinds of different things. You know what I mean? I would love to see that. I would love, I would love to see a virtual nurses ball. That shit would be hilarious. Cause it would just be crazy. It would just be crazy, crazy, stupid, fun, and good. But um, it would, it would be. But what wasn't, what wasn't stupid, crazy, fun, and good was Trina having a meltdown at the hospital over her mama? Uh, well, <laughs> but I also like that we had to finally give her a little life outside of just being Trina's mom. We could see her like, hey, Elizabeth, I'm really thinking about applying for uh, this position in the hospital. And I like that we've seen her really do no work, really. But it's Elizabeth saying, you know, the nurses, I love you. You know, just want you to know you've got all our support. because you're. But when, she, but when she said do you think I'd be stepping on anybody's toes? And <laughs> Elizabeth was like, <laughs> just crickets. And I was like, okay, well, apparently she will be stepping on somebody's toes. But Elizabeth ain't going to say whose toes about to get crunched. It was funny. That was funny to me. But I'd also think like other than Monica uh, and I, uh, what? What's his uh, Bobby's son? <laughs> I forgot his name. Uh, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Lucas. I, I, I understand. It's hard to have a brain yeah. fart these days, especially when you're talking to a computer screen. It's all good. So yeah, Lucas. Yeah, but other than Lucas and Monica, we don't have any. I mean, Griffin's gone now, uh, so we've just got Trina's mom, uh, and that's it. I can't think of any other doctors that she could possibly step on. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, all there right. might be some doctors we don't know about. You know, maybe somebody that they were gonna that they were gonna introduce. But um, yeah, so there was that. I'm like, oh, okay, y'all got jokes, whatever. And then there was, then this moment felt awkward too. It was, this week was a lot of things that happened that the action would happen and there was like no real resolution to it, not really. So there was that moment where Finn and Anna are like walking through the hospital, hand, holding hands and talking and looking all cute and lovely. And then she gets that phone call from Felicia asking her to come to the floating rib because Robert is drunk and having a hard time getting over Holly's death, right? And I was, and then she bounces and Finn has got that look at the elevator like, this is going to be my life. Anytime Robert has a crisis, she, she's not going to think twice. She's just going to run. And it made you go, is he really going to be able to commit to her like he thinks he can? Because it's looking like he's got some insecurities there. And then she gets there and, you know, Robert is drinking and he's popping off on Peter and Maxie's there. It's just that whole situation was like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Well, it, and it's always awkward that anytime somebody says anything that's 
uh, not great towards Peters. And I got to chime in. Oh, no, hold on. Wait a second. Shouldn't be talking <laughs> like that to my son. Don't talk to him like that, please. <laughs> it's just... And then we got to see Peter go outside and go angrily text. I need an update. What is happening? I need to know right now. Oh, my God. But wait, let me just flip back to the Zoom meeting real quick because they got jokes in the chat room. They're like, um, they said uh, they, they to have them have a Zoom party and then have Spinelli hack it. <laughs> have Spinelli hack it. And then um, Loris Leach brought up that All Rise on CBS did a whole Zoom type episode. They did. And they got picked up for a second season. So Based um, on that episode alone. <laughs> right um and then Dolores Leach also says so in the hospital since when do doctors dress in all black like their uniform you know what I'm I'm glad you brought that up Dolores Leach because every time I see Portia in black I'm like why is she the only person wearing black in the hospital ain't nobody else wearing black scrubs for her everybody else got colorful scrubs they're purple they're pink they're blue they're red Miss Thing is always in black and there are other doctors in there that ain't wearing black why is she always wearing black? Maybe that's she the fair, she's the fairest thing on the show, wearing black. Like, give that child some color. She get washed out. She's making a statement. It's the wrong one. She's looking <laughs> like a negative. I can't take it. <laughs> Let's be positive. <laughs> Look, I am being positive. She's looking like a negative. I need <laughs> her <laughs> to have some color. <laughs> It's uh I'm ready for this uh this Peter thing to, to move on to the next thing because it's getting on you know, my nerves too, yeah. Yeah, and so I mean we know there's something more up to it as Anna says, like, hey, I can't say anything, but there's something going on with Holly's death that's you know, there's something odd about it. So yeah. whatever it was, Peter wasn't involved with it. I'm thinking that probably Holly figured out that Peter or whoever his henchmen men were were after her. So she may have kind of faked her death to try to hide out and figure out who was really trying to kill her. Maybe. Yeah, I'm just, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care why Holly died. Like, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Holly before her demise. Like, I would, my shoe is coming off. I would have loved to see all of that. But, you know, but you know what? Dolores Leach actually brought up something really good. She, she, oh, actually, no, this was Michael B that said this. What did he say? He said something. Hold on, let me find it. He said, they talked about the Zoom thing, and then he said, no, maybe not. I forgot. Oh, Jerry Jacks, not Michael B. Jerry Jacks said, are we ever going to see Ellie? That was a really good question. We ain't seen Ellie in a minute. I I don't see us having any plans on this. I mean, we just know she is, you know, living near Port Charles now with Spinelli and, uh, and the kid. So, yeah, I don't think we will. I mean, but I also don't miss her. It's not like I feel like, man, I really need to see Ellie. Uh, you know, so, but see, this like the same thing that I would have been fine with um, with the Brit, which I would have been fine just like that. Instead of saying that she took off to Boston for another hospital gig, treat her like Ellie. You know, she's just off camera. You know, she, she's here. We just don't see her. And if you ever needed her and she was able to swing over and do a date. Yeah. I would have liked that. I would have liked that too. Somebody else brought up a really good point. Daisy Flower Forty said, "Didn't Holly try to poison the whole town? She did." <laughs> so it's really funny how they're having this whole like, "Oh, Holly, this uh, thing tried to kill everybody." We've all had our moments, you know. Who hasn't tried to poison? She tried yeah. to take out everybody, and they up there, oh, no. 
get out of here with that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think the frustrating thing about that storyline is that, sadly, Tristan Rogers is not given, a, a, he's not a front burner actor or character on the show, which is unfortunate. He comes in. I know. They hear two or there. I feel like if they could, because he's awesome and they, everybody knows that he's awesome, but the show just takes those characters, whether it's Mac or uh, Robert or Felicia, and they just have him come in to kind of, you know, add a little bit to a storyline, but never get her to be a major part of it. Because otherwise, I think they could really push Robert being there, really hammering in and make this Peter storyline really cool. It might be their schedules, too. Like, we don't really know. Like, their schedule may not allow them to be there to for, them, for the writers to do as much. And then it may be a contract situation. Like, they may be only contracted for so many episodes, so they can't really kind of they got to drag the, the storyline out and you know filter it out amongst a whole bunch of different people to kind of make it work um i was gonna ask you something and i forgot it was about one of those characters oh i thought it was gonna be about a zoom party no <laughs> no <laughs> oh, all right it was about it was about the the roberts and the Oh, what about Mac? Is Mac? We, we see Mac. Mac, that's what it was. Mac, and, that's and what Jordan. It was. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Thank you. There you go. So, uh, I was like, where is it? Where is it? Mac and Jordan. I feel like Mac getting too close, and I'm wondering if Jordan gonna do something stupid. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did like uh, where I you know, we were supposed to assume that there's a lot of life that happens that we don't get to see uh, on General Hospital. So when Mac says to Jordan. You know, I've I've come to think of you now as a friend. Really? You haven't hung out that much together, have you? No. I'm just like, I did not get that impression, Matt. Like, are you fishing for some? When he, I I caught that too. I was like, is he? Is this his way of fishing for some intro and uh, info? And she looked like she was about to fall for it too, because then we didn't see nothing else. I was like, really. <laughs> That's that's what we gonna do. We just gonna leave it. We just gonna leave it hanging out there like that, like some bad laundry. Like what's up? Yeah, I, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> but at least I like seeing Matt kind of putting pieces together, and I feel like he knows that Jordan's hiding something. He just can't get. You know, she's lying. She ain't a good liar. She's <laughs> not a good liar. Like if we've learned nothing else about Jordan on General Hospital is that she is not a good liar by any stretch of the imagination. Which is weird because she was she played undercover for a while. So, you know, I mean, she can maintain a lie, supposedly. No, she ain't never maintained. Every time she will tell the lie, and then as soon as somebody gets this close to figuring out what it is, then she's like got diarrhea of the mouth. It just comes falling out everywhere. And I'm just like, <laughs> how are you going to be an undercover agent and the chief of, of Port Charles police and you can't hold water like I just I just and she falls apart every two seconds like think about when she was when she drove Molly away when Molly was getting close to trying to find out where TJ was and she had to rip her a new one and then Molly left and she just collapsed into Curtis's arms like I'm so sorry I had to do that I didn't want to I'm like oh girl you could never work for the CIA you just you crumble at the drop of a hat yeah, also, she didn't need to go that far with it either. Ease up, Jordan. You could have gotten her out of there and not had her try to do whatever she was going to do without going to, like, you know, DEFCON 5 on that one. She was like, ah! 
me let me give a shout out real quick to two people that are always here. So I talked about Dolores Leach. So hey, Dolores Leach and um, Annie Gowen is here. So you know she one of our diehards. I got to give her a shout out and say what's Absolutely. up. Hey, girl. Absolutely. Yeah. She popped in, so I get him a shout out. But I, I think that was oh, and then there was the situation with Nell and Nina and Carly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how long they're gonna let this roll around before Nina finds out that Nell is her daughter. Like, how long are we gonna let this go? And then once she finds out that because you know, Carly made that snarky remark about, you know, her romanticizing what motherhood is and not knowing what being a mother is because she's never had a child come out of her body. I was like, ooh, that hurt. And just in time for Mother's Day too, that was harsh. I was like, dang, what kind of Mother's Day is Nina going to have? Because Carly just ripped her a new butthole, just went, I was like, wow, that was, uh, that was not cool. But I'm really, because, you know, Nell keeps saying, because Nell's like, you could give me a chance. You could testify on my behalf. When Nell finds out that this chick is her mother, oh man, I feel sorry for Nina. I do. I feel sorry for Nina because it's going to hit the fan. It's just going to hit the fan because Nell has no allegiance to anybody but Nell. She just doesn't. She, it's not in her. She just can't do it. She cannot do it. So I'm really interested to see that when she finds out, and is she going to find out Nina is her mother before Nina does? That's what I really want to know. Or do they find out at the same time? Because, well, you know, I mean, sometimes they'll do that. Because I feel like there's no way that Nell can be mad at Nina whenever, if she were to find out now that she were, uh, that she was her mother. Because this all happened when Nina was in a coma. The baby was taken away from her. She had no control over that whole thing. She never right. about it at all. So Nina, so I know Nell could not be about that, uh, be mad at Nina for that. But if Nina does find out first, has reluctance about coming forward to Nell about it, at least that gives him a little friction to, to build on. Like you knew you were my mother for six months and you never told me. Uh, I mean, I, if they want to stir up some sort of drama about that, I guess that's one way they could do it. Oh my God, they got jokes in the chat room. So they're like... <laughs> They're like, why are they making Nina an idiot? Daisy Flower Four is like, why are they making Nina an idiot? Susan Russo is like, how about when Nell said Shiloh was the love of her life when she was talking to Martin Gray? Yeah, that was a lot. And then um, Michael B saying, Nina's not going to find out until Nell turns up dead and Nina loses her mind again. And then Daisy Flower Forty is like, yeah, Nina and Jax are over. Uh, y'all just, I mean, just gonna break Nina and Jax up that ain't right I mean it is great with Martin because I do like how he realizes just how messed up Nell is and that doesn't buy anything but this she was the helped. first time don't you think this was the first time that he really kind of was like oh she got this child is one box short of a crayon over here like <laughs> he just was like what is, what is going on with her they're also saying that they feel a lot of them are saying that they feel like Nell is going to die before Nina finds out that's her daughter. I mean, I, I feel like they could because they really haven't done anything with Nell to give her any sort of redeeming quality. So it's like they're building her up as just like a, a horrible person that you want to see somebody kill her uh, and then maybe have a, 
a murder mystery, which we haven't had the longest time. No, but we it, haven't. Yeah. You got to have one at least once a year. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I keep throwing this out. I mean, I thought Shiloh was going to be a murder mystery, but that never happened. Maybe it's <laughs> Mel. Uh, I, you know, it's, yeah, a, I, don't know. it's I don't know the whole thing with, with Nina because the whole thing that she told Carly is, hey, I'll hire her. I can see how nut jobbish she is. And then at the hearing, I can bring the, I bring the hammer on her. But that happened at all. Right. But since Nell said that, I mean, since Nina said that, since Nina said that, Nell has really kind of gone above and beyond to prove to Nina that she's trying to change. And you kind of sort of get glimpses of that. You get glimpses of her think, and you think, well, maybe she is kind of trying to, you know, rein it in a little bit. Maybe she is trying to kind of like, you know, get it together. And then she'll turn around and do something real dumb and say something real stupid. Like she'll get up and she loves to go to Carly. She loves to get up in Carly's face and just rub any little info that she can up in Carly's face all the time. And I feel like Carly going to get tired of that one day and just pop her upside her head. I mean, I know she wants that redemption, the kind of like, I want a whole new story like you got, Carly, when you came here. Yeah, I... It wasn't easy for Carly to kind of no. keep it all. But I no. also feel like Carly at least accepted a majority of the responsibility for the actions that she caused. But I right. feel like now, now all it is is like, no, 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 everybody's against me all the time, all the time. She's never once kind of admitted to anything that she's done. And so I feel like if you can't even do that much, not that you have to go to prison, they can always write something out that where you don't go. But we see her having zero remorse zero regret zero uh, admission that's like yep i did i did this and it was terrible it's just like nope brad it was all brad's idea oh and everybody's that, and that's the other thing i'm glad you brought that up that's the other thing because she kept she keeps saying to nina i would never just give my child away what's gonna happen when nina finds out that nell is her daughter and then she finds out that she lied to her that she did give the child away and then Nina's gonna go to bat for her and she's probably gonna go to bat for her and then find out after the fact that she stood up for her and while she lied to her face. I can't wait to see how that's gonna play out. Because And, and then even Nina was like, oh, you're good. You are good. Cause even Nina was like, you are a lying little piece of stuff, but you know, yeah. she's like, you're good. You're good. I, she's like, yeah, I, you're good. I'll give you that. <laughs> do, you, do you think that uh, Nina will testify for, for Nell as a character witness? I think it's looking like she probably will more than she won't. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't think she's going to, but I think the only thing that would stop her from doing it would be her relationship. She would, she will sit down and think about her relationship with Jax and decide whether or not her relationship with Jax is something that is more important to her than standing up for Nell. I think that's the big question there. It, what, how much does she want to be with Jax? You know, how much is that that relationship going to color this relationship that she has with Nell? Yeah. You know. Choose Jax. It's fine. I mean, Jax is a catch, though. Jax is fine, and he got money. I'd be like, girl, bye. <laughs> I'm like, I catch you on the flip side. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. 
I mean, this week kind of uh, the week previous, not as heavy with the flashbacks, which is great. This week, uh, a lot more flashbacks. So it was, but during during the week, like during the week, like Monday through Thursday, when they were infiltrating the flashbacks, I didn't. I I thought I thought this week in particular was probably the best use of the flashbacks in all of the weeks they've been doing it because it tied in perfectly with the dialogue. And as somebody who you know how you know how when we have to self-edit ourselves with projects all the time, as somebody who edits all the time, trying to figure out what footage to find out of all the episodes that have happened, trying to find out what footage to find that's gonna be the perfect fit to infiltrate into that conversation, that's really difficult. So, I mean, they're edit those editors, let's give it up for the editors at GH. They work in overtime because that's hard as hell to figure out how to, you know, and I'm sure maybe a director or something probably said, can you find a clip that says this? But those, the episodes are not labeled by the clips. You know what I mean? So they've had to go back and watch those episodes and figure out what clip to infiltrate in order to make it work. That's hard. That's really difficult. And I think they did a great job. Yeah, I am curious to see how uh, in GH's library, how they categorize it. Because there's got to be a database that you can enter to figure out, pull up by see at characters, characters with other characters, uh, how they go about their searches to find flashbacks. I, I would love to know that. I would, I would love to speak to like a producer or something and ask them that question. Because I always wondered that even when they didn't do flashbacks heavy, like they're, they're um, forced to do during this time, I always wondered, dang, how did they know to go back to like 1979 and get that clip of Luke and Laura when they were jumping off a boat? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like when they, there was uh, some commercial that they were showing with, oh, not not a commercial, but the, the, the flashbacks that they did of Sam and Jason, those were easier to, to pull together because there's a lot of really cool Sam and Jason or Luke and Laura things. Oh, shut up. But you know, the, the clip that they put together and they showed Sam and Jason jumping off of that, out of that trailer, that was a great clip, but they were in that trailer for like three months. <laughs> they were in that trailer for a minute. So what was the episode that they had to find to find the one where they actually jumped out of it to get rescued? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just, ooh, that's a lot. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess we have to make that our goal, to find out how you, <laughs> how the GH editors and producers put all these flashbacks in. That's our I think you're right, goal. though. I think they do it. I think they, I think they probably do. If I had to guess, I would think they would do it by character, and they would do it by year, and they would do it by storyline. I would guess, but even doing it by storyline still isn't going to get you to some of because some of those clips are really old, and some of them, it's like where did they go? How did they find that? Like, oh, I would love to know how they categorize those episodes. That's actually a very interesting question. Yeah, uh, whether it's by script or by the what's televised. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the um, soap opera secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh carla we've made it through another week of gh yeah. Look at this and still no news on the horizon about how many more episodes gh has left no i feel like they're getting toward the end though yeah um, you notice the guys are starting to look a little scraggly 
<laughs> or what ABC is planning to do once the original content uh, is done to kind of tide us over until production resumes. Yeah, there's that. But uh, hopefully we'll have more information by the time we meet next week. Love that. We love that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward so, to it. As always, folks, thanks for joining us here for the GH Report. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Really appreciate you guys joining us every Sunday. And uh, Carla, if they want to stay in touch with you even after the show's over, maybe see if they can get an invite to a Zoom party. Where can they find you? Y'all are not going to invite to a Zoom party. I'm Zoomed out. But <laughs> especially with parties. But you can find me on Mondays at two, a little after the two o'clock hour, right here at AfterBuzz TV doing the Insecure panel. You can find me on Sundays right before the General Hospital Report over at Black Hollywood Live doing the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata, where I talk about all things movies. I will have Dion Taylor, the director, as my guest next week. And then the week after that, I have DJ Shangela Pierce talking about his, her, new tv series that is happening kind of like too Wong foolish it's got that happening but yeah and then you can find me across all social media platforms at the curvy critic fantastic uh folks yeah. you know i've got nothing as cool as what carla's got going on i've got really nothing going on except for this beer <laughs> uh but like me on twitter and instagram and happy go jackie folks we'll see you back here next sunday for an all-new episode of the gh report right here on after buzz tv bye our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.